We're alive. And... Ugh. You should have a tie off cracker. Huh? Here we go. I mean, I know you get it, or it's like my mom says. She always says, um, I like the good stuff, and you know it's the good stuff because it's always expensive. Dang. Yeah, cats don't want to put it. Like anytime, like if I were to give her these, she's like, oh, these are really good. I'll, and you know what I would say? Yeah, mom, they're like 30 bucks. Oh, that's why. Jesus. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back with Tom Flory with T and K. Uh, as you know, I'm your co-host, Thomas Cooley, and my brother in arms, Chris Toledo. <laughs> Chavez. Chavez. So, but yeah, uh, we're really happy to be back. It was definitely weird starting this and then being away for a good three months at a time. Uh, a lot has happened, and we have a lot that we're going to cover. We've got Hall H, San Diego Comic-Con, Far From Home, our tomfuckery of a life with each other, and, you know, all that good stuff. You know, just a lot of tomfoolery, as usual. But, you know, catch me up and everything that's been going on uh, with our first day of classes. You know what it was like moving in. Now we're in a different dorm. Um, it's uh, It's been a trip and a half. A lot, lots, lots been going on. What about, so... How would you like to uh, kick us off, Chris? Well, I would like to kick off, um, you know, with my left foot, but I can't because it's spring. Um, <laughs> so I guess that would be a good note to start on. Um, first, yeah, I sprained Chris's ankle. First, my first day back, right? So excited. It was ecstatic. Not as... Not Way as, back home? No, like, okay, so that that's another thing, right, that I was telling you um, when, when I got here is... Um, when I was at home, I wasn't necessarily, like, super, like, ecstatic to come back to college. It was just, like, I'm coming back to my family, in a sense. You know, it's like a, like, um, I consider to have two families. The one that I have back home, you know, which consists of my mother and my siblings and, you know, my extended family. And then my family here, which consists of all my friends and the bonds that I've made within the past year. And it wasn't necessarily, like, that, that feeling of excitement or, or nervousness anymore. Because, which is interesting, actually, what's the difference between excitement and nervousness, in your opinion? Excitement and nervousness? Yes. Um, okay, if you're not going with a technical definition, excitement would be something that you've been anticipating, but in a positive way. Mm. Nervousness would be something that you are anticipating either in a negative way or something that you're worried about when it comes to underperformance. So, for example, you know, uh, the first time when you're having sex, yes, you're nervous, but you're also excited. Mm-hmm. Um, going to a track meet, you know, you know that you're you've been training for this. Your your team's counting on you. You guys won last time, and you're excited because you know you love running, but you know you know there's that one guy that's always behind you, mm-hmm. so you're nervous. So this was actually something that was pointed out to me that that was very fascinating is that the only thing different between nervousness and excitement is um, mindset. Oh, because that's okay. literally what you just said, you know, nervousness okay. is towards negative or uh, excitement is towards more towards a positive emotion. And um, I didn't really feel that, you know, it was more like it wasn't that sense of anticipation anymore because, you know, first or when I was first come, like uh, first day, you know, bat, or in college, I should say freshman year, it was like a shred of mystery and like you know it's like you're taking um 
You don't like a song. The unknown was in front of me, and I had no clue what to do. But now it's kind of like, eh, okay. I, I kind of have an idea. I'm not totally fucked. So you're more familiar with everything now. Yeah, and it's you know it's um like even like walking around campus today. You know, um I was actually like um what was it Tuesday, which is yesterday. <laughs> like you know talking to our uh, sweet mates. And how, like, we were actually able to help them out. Like, oh, yeah, like, if you... Oh, yeah, I had no clue they were freshmen. Like, I knew they came by and said hi. Yeah. So, side note, I got here relatively early. My my dad, brother, and I, uh, we came up after my girlfriend uh, spent the night with me. We came up, uh, got a hotel, and then that morning, I checked in. Family helped me move everything in, yada, yada, yada. But that was at, like, 9, 30, 10 o'clock. Um... At that point, Chris didn't get to the dorm until 6 p.m. So, Something like that. Yeah, yeah. and, um... <laughs> I remember Isaac. You, <laughs> I remember you sent me, like, a text, like, Hey, buddy, when you get here? Uh... <laughs> yeah, it, I, was, I, was, I was expecting... Honestly, part of me expected you to be here in the dorm waiting, like, just fully decked out in sparring gear. And then you were... And, like, like high key, like, you can ask Anubis. I came in, like, I, like, pushed the door like that, and I was ready because... I was like, oh, you know, that's uh, that's pretty sly. You're gonna you're gonna make it seem like you aren't getting here until you know later in the night, and you're gonna be there first thing in the morning. And it's already gonna be set up. I, I was I was a little surprised that you were genuinely getting there <laughs> later. I was like, oh, okay. Well, what do I do with myself for the next five hours? Like, <laughs> and it's funny too because you know I had the exact same thought process. I thought you were going to do the exact same thing that you just described. <laughs> I swear to God, man. The only reason I wasn't as, like, um, like I wasn't um, anticipating it as much was because I remember Jimmy was saying that he was in here with you. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, mm-hmm. if Jimmy's here, then Thomas probably isn't fully I'm decked out. I'm inside your head. I'm inside your parents' heads and your friends' heads. Inception. <laughs> and so, like... <laughs> Because, see, like, that's why I wasn't trying to disclose what time I was getting there. Oh, you asshole. I wasn't specifically trying to disclose it, because I was like, well, if I tell him a time, he's going to get there an hour before, fucking gear up, just fucking, just be ready for it. And, glad it didn't happen, because I'd have no way to get into the room, if that was the case. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, the for those of you that don't know, um, last year when we were in our dorms, you know, we have our own card. And so this car allows us to get access to certain buildings. It allowed us to get into our dorm. Like you would, you would flip the car to let you in. Um, the only thing you need to like, you don't even really, because people let you in anyway. But you need to swipe your car to get into like the first door. After that, like after you get into the building itself, you use a key to get into the dorm. And so it can like, if you don't have your key, you're actually fucked. Like there's no way to get in. <laughs> no, pretty much. And um, oh, yeah. that is. That doesn't even go for what the bathroom does. Like, even if you had your key, I could lock Chris in the bathroom and he wouldn't be able to get out. Which is oh, yeah, thing. which which I told Thomas, you know, like, if that does end up happening, I'm gonna... Wait, did you try the key on the bathroom? Yep. Goddamn. Me and Isaac knew, and I was gonna tell Anubis, and then Isaac was like, no, 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 don't tell him, because then he'll tell Chris, and I was like, ah, I see what you're doing there. <laughs> Fucking Isaac, man. Um, so, oh, which, side note, um... Actually, and this is very unfortunate that uh, Thomas didn't get to tag along, but um, mm, mm. Uh, we did, or me and Isaac actually did end up going, getting to go to Carowinds. It was, um, it was a lot of fun actually. We haven't actually had Isaac on the podcast. Not to think about. I mean, if he wants to be, uh, remember he said he like mentioned he was also busy last semester, but. Uh, but yeah, you got to go to Carowinds, which it was really nice. Um, uh, there's this one ride. 
Uh, have you been to Carrie? You've been to yeah, Carrie. I've, I've been once. My dad took me and my brother a while back. But Okay, so I don't know if the ride was there whenever you went, but there's this ride called the Fury 360. Oh, my God, yes. I got on that, right? Or it was like the first time. Like, that was the first roller coaster we got on. Oh, too. that must have been... The best part about it... I mean, ride or die, man. I mean, that's what it fucking felt like. Jesus Christ, man. Not like... So, when we got there, right... There was literally no one there. It was like 10 in the morning. And there's maybe like, I would say maybe 500 people in the park total. And okay. it was, so it was like Thursday morning, we got there and then, um, you know, we went to the Fury, no line. What? No line. We Damn. just walked straight up, up the steps and then nice. um, we waited for like five, 10 minutes. Um, got onto the back of the ride. And yeah, we got onto the back so we could get like the like the final whip. Oh my god. <laughs> Yo, Thomas, when I tell you <sighs> that <laughs> when we were on this ride, Tom actually I still haven't even shown you the pictures. When we were on the ride, right, we were going up and as soon as we went down I was like, Holy fuck and then went back up, right? I left my seat, Thomas. Had the freaking bar not been there, I would have went flying. I would have been Superman for like five seconds. Then I'd have been a dead Superman. <laughs> but like, it fucking scared the shit out of me, man. But like, all not like, I would definitely recommend going to Carowinds because they did take down Thunder Road. Like, Wait, I they think, did? Yes, oh. they took down Thunder Road a few years ago. I think it was like a year ago or two, if I'm not mistaken. Huh. And they constructed a new one. It was like, oh, okay. But I mean, like, you're really going to take down a classic for that. Anyways, I digress. Um... Far From Home. <sighs> Before we talk about Far From Home. Oh, come on, man. You're not going to like... I was going to say you went to Karen's and I went to Tennessee. Wait, you did? Yeah, I went to Tennessee with my... Because so, I didn't go with my dad. I went with my mom, her parents, and younger, your youngest brother, Jake. Mm. And so we went all, all... That's where also I lost my phone. How could you, how could you forget <laughs> that? Oh, yeah. That's Fun right. fact. I lost my phone. So we, we all went up to Tennessee, had a great time, a uh, great trip up, <clears throat> and so, you know, got to see all the nice scenery, the water was beautiful as always, just got to go through a bunch of different parks and hiking. Um, my mom has scleroderma, and she went, uh, what was it, like 2.6 miles up and down? It was it was great, and there was a waterfall at the top, it was beautiful, did some rock climbing. Oh. Um, but yeah, one day before we are about to leave, back to go back home, my phone gets stolen. <laughs> Literally, 10 minutes before we leave this stupid amusement park that I decided to take Jake to. It's like a, it's like a speed track. You know, you go through uh, golf carts and, you know, this and that. And I'm just like, okay, because, like, my, the pants I was wearing at the time, the shorts, the pockets were shitty. So I was like, okay, I'm going to put this, like, right in front of me at this game. I'm going to remember it, so it's going to be the first thing I see. I'll take it. This will be the last ride, and then me and Jake can just dip. Five minutes later, I realized I forgot it. <laughs> and it's gone. Mom and I start calling it, three times it rings, fourth time it just, and it was on full battery, fourth time just automatic voicemail, it got shut off. And then after, yeah, it, I, I swear to God, dude, if I could go back in time and see who took my phone, I would beat them. I would beat their ass. I would actually kill them. Which what, I received. What's that thing, Chris, where you, where you just, you know, drag them by the hair and take them to a curb and uh, curb stomp the shit out of them? What's that? A curb stomp. Yeah, fucking curb stomp. <laughs> <laughs> well, Thomas. Just like I did with you in Mortal Kombat. I mean, considering you fucked up my ankle for a week. 
Thank you, by the we'll way. We'll talk about that. Yes, I want to talk about that, Thomas. Oh, I already kind of did talk about it, which it's, it's not that bad anymore. I, I'm telling you, man, sparring tomorrow. Sparkly drop, which you did. <laughs> I mean, it was to the point where I had little tiny cuts on my back, Thomas. I mean, that's because of your white, sensitive skin. Because my white, sensitive <laughs> skin. We're really going. <clears throat> Far from home. <laughs> oh, now you want <laughs> Wait, what part of Tennessee, though, did you go? Because... Oh, we went to uh, Pigeon Forge. Okay. Yeah, so we went to, we went to Pigeon Forge. Stay, I'll, I'll have to listen show you the pictures, too. It was a nice little log cabin. We had our own hot tub. That was nice. Oh, my God, man. It was it was just great. It was so great. Uh, there, was pool down, there was a pool table downstairs, so I got to play a lot of pool. Yeah. Oh, so. that's something. How, we still haven't played pool. I've been we wanting... did that one time at Dave and Bo- Or did we? Yeah, we did. We all oh, that is right. We yeah. do. And I'll gladly play you again. I'm always down for pool. Actually, I completely forgot there was a um, Dave and Buster or not a Dave and Buster's. It's a it's a different like type of arcade. I forgot that was. Yeah. Man, but... it's been a minute, man. I yeah, forgot there was a. I, I forgot there was yeah. a. I forgot there was a mall over here in Greensboro. Like I said, man, it's been a trip and a half. Shit, man. Um, well, I guess um, something else before we get into Far From Home, something else notable that you would like to mention um, happening over the break, just to. Oh, um, anything else notable? No, I mean, I got to go canoeing. You know, I got to be with uh, a lot of... Yeah, I did. I did a lot of stuff. Hosted my own D- another D&D session campaign. <laughs> um, my friends and I are going to be doing another one uh, starting Thursday. At 7, I got to prepare for that. But, uh, no, I mean, I got to be with Destiny. I was just working. Nothing, like, too, too notable. Just a little, you know, a few events here and there to catch up on. Mm. I mean, hey, unless you really want to get into my parents possibly getting a divorce... But, <laughs> and we're just dropping that like a cherry bomb. <laughs> Far from home. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Far from home. My first time viewing. It's a quick side note. For the record, this is a catch up. This is a new podcast. If for all of you that are listening, if we do have watchers, uh, don't it's worry. We will. Listeners, not watchers. Sorry, listeners. Uh, don't worry, we will most certainly be addressing the bullshit news that has dropped today about of Spider-Man course. leaving the MCU. So, we will get to that, don't you worry. And we're going on. Alright, so, Far From Home, right? First impressions of uh, my first time watching, my first viewing. Right. Because, yes, I did have multiple viewings. I framed you well. <laughs> um... I guess I, I guess I should uh, I would start with the beginning and um, the loss of Tony and how mm. that really like it's made like even in the trailers it's made obvious what kind of um, impact that has on Tony but like also it's you mean just Peter? yes sorry Peter um, but also it um like the the opening scene of the movie like is, it does it very well how and I'm actually very or was it con- or um, did. Aunt May end up finding out about Spider-Man because of the snap, after the snap, right? Because he ended no, up it was it. before, because she found out in Homecoming. When actually, I don't remember that. Oh my God, that's right, dude! Post credit scene, she found out. He uh, got home, and Aunt May, because like the entire time, like there were like two, three times in the movie where he was like, you know, creaking the door, being careful and whatnot, and so like the, he didn't know that Aunt May was home. So he comes in, turns his back, begin, he takes off the mask. Emmy comes out from doing laundry and goes, what the f- 
Oh, that's right. Which is the exact same thing oh, Peter says right. at the end yes, of Far of, From Home. Yes. Oh, that's right. Ah. Okay. Sorry. Ah, a little fuzzy. But um, the opening scene uh, where, um, you know, Peter's just bombarded by questions about the Avengers, what hap- what's going to happen after the snap. Um, who's going to be the next Tony Stark, you know, all of these questions. And it's just like, you know, like for one thing, it, it like made me think about um, like uh, what it means to be a journalist, actually. Oof. Like, um, you know, no one, because then again, well, then again, no one really recognizes that uh, Peter is a kid. Like no one knows that. Well, yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the public doesn't even know that he's young. Yes. So like I, that is, you know, but also I guess just, um, you know, like, the the sense of a reporter where they have um, a set agenda, I guess you could say. You know, ju- just like pretty much anything. But, um, but it was, no, it was just interesting to see, like, um, more than anything, just Peter, just how he reacted to that. And, like, honestly, like, if that was me, I don't think I would have handled it that well. Because you have to think about going through, one, dying at like we just getting fucking dusted coming back oh hey hey mr strange oh we're going to that portal cool oh fuck there's yeah, a lot of bad guys again, war on titan because that's the other thing we were talking about is that it, it's crazy and peter has been through so much and it, it's still the span of one day for him even after getting yes, dusted he right. doesn't feel that five-year gap Mm-mm. that's all in one day he wakes up that morning he goes out of space he fights in new york city all right. After that, goes all the way to Titan, battles Thanos, who is the equivalent of a god. And right after that, goes right into a war. It's fight after fight and then war. Like you, there, there is no break there whatsoever. And then after that, you also have, not only after that, you also have the death of your mentor. Exactly. So it's not even just like, oh, you know. Uh, we won a couple of battles, or, you know, we, we lost this battle, and it's five years later that you even get to spend time with him more. It's this fight you won, but, like, Peter's first major battles with the Avengers, all of that blending in together, you still lose somebody. He didn't get the quote-unquote glamour of an Avengers-level threat being one and everybody, you know, lives peacefully. Like, Tony Stark, and as said by Captain America, Earth's best defender, died. That's that's that same day for Peter, so it's just it's just crazy. It also and it's also um, very interesting because it brings into time and it makes me think about the whole you know time is relative because it is you know. But, yeah. Um, but him him dealing with that and also I think that Peter had like minor PTSD from the flashes because he was doing all right until Tony was brought up. Yes. But then you heard like the ringing, yes, and the flashes and everything else. It's, it's just a lot. And then you also see how noteworthy... Like, it's interesting seeing the after-effects of, of Tony's impact, too, because in the beginning, you know, he's this genius billionaire playboy philanthropist who then goes on order. to... In that order. <laughs> who then goes to... People are leaving murals on walls in the city for him. Yes. Like, that's that's big. That's so big. And it also shows you just, like... Again, to the beauty of the MCU, too, you know? When they brought back all of those employees... Like, that that's the genius of Marvel. I never would have expected something so minor 
like th- those minor characters to come together and help uplift this like this up and coming villain. Like yes, yeah, the um, exactly. It's just attention to detail, and you know, I feel like with um the reputation that Marvel has built, you know, over like the past few decades, um, the I'm not entirely sure if the um standard movie viewing audience appreciates it but i do know that the marvel or the uh, marvel fan base does because very you know it's kind of like um jonathan said back last semester whenever we first started the podcast to be very meticulous with your details because the true marvel fan will call you out on your boat will call you out on your bullshit very true just like i do to you thomas oh thank you chris you hope you know we have a love-hate relationship. <clears throat> yeah, love and hate are two sides of the same coin, so. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking about something, I was like, eh, hey, should I do it when he come back? Yeah, I'll just let it go. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then, like, uh, so, and there was a lot of speculation at the beginning, you know, with, you know, oh, Mysterio's gonna be a villain, this and that. <clears throat> what's even worse is that, like, the multiverse is still going to be a thing, but they fucking teased it. It was, like, the worst part. I was like, you know, maybe the elements are at least real. And they're just... Uh, and none of it was real. They used fucking drones. But, like, that—that that is incredible. The the visual effects throughout, from, from beginning to end were mysterious. Good and bad. And, and my favorite fight sequence was when they... Like, Mysterio and Peter had their first fight. But I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Um, Ant-Man and Happy. Who? Ant-Man and Happy. Being a thing, and Peter being in the middle of that, just like, oh, what, but, but what's the difference between being naive and oblivious, Chris? Oh, hey, Happy, well, what are you doing here? Oh, I'm just uh, <clears throat> helping your mother with packing yoga. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I feel like I'd be that stepfather. <laughs> and that, that's another great thing, too, is that, like, originally when Happy was brought in, like, what was it, Iron Man 2? Yes. Um, I, I always assumed he would be a side character, which, I mean, you, you could still consider Happy a side character, but he also has this, you know, minor mentor role, which is which is pretty big. And that, and again, we can get into the whole, um, you know, younger, or, uh, you know, Tony Stark Jr. type of thing when they're on the Quinjet uh, jamming out the Black Sabbath, <laughs> but just just still, it's it's all it's all just phenomenal. Oh, what so. did what did you think about Edith? Holy crap! I, <laughs> I, that was one thing I did not see coming. I knew that there was going to be something with Tony Stark's glasses. I saw I saw a minor leak, and it was also a slash theory. Yes. Um, because originally I thought it was just like an edit, and people were just like, "Oh, you know, wouldn't it be cool if Tony Stark's glasses actually were accessed for Peter, and Peter could now see like through Tony Stark's uh, eye, so to speak?" Or like, you know, "Oh, Tony Stark is actually the AI." Yes. And that's his that's his remnant. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh shit!" You know, that'd be really cool. Like, I could see that happening. And, no, which is another beauty of it, like, it shows that, you know, you, you go through Black Widow, Jeremy Renner, you know, has his family, Cap is doing his own thing, and this, this, and that, and, you know, you, you can tie in a lot of other stuff from Moon Game, I'm gonna try to focus mainly on Far From Home. Um, Pete is 16, and he really did need that need that break, he needed that vacation, and it, it just really goes to show that even without going through the whole cycle of Uncle Ben... That, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Even trying to go away on a break to get away from anything, go... He, he's, he's a, they did such a good job of portraying the typical teen. Mm. I mean, you know, your, your first romance is going to be a little awkward. You're, you're going to be trying to do these, these things and nothing's going to work out properly, you know? 
And Peary's on this trip, and he's like, you know, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to take it. I won't need it. You know, I'm going to leave it here. I'm doing this by myself, for myself. And meanwhile, he opens it up at customs saying, thought you might need this, love Aunt May. <laughs> like, the poor kid just cannot escape it, no matter what he tries to do. And it's just insane. Because then even going all the way to Europe, Nick Fury's like, you are a hard man to track down. It's just... Did you just ghost Nick Fury? Nobody ghosts Nick Fury. Bleep. <laughs> Like, damn. And, like, that's the thing that's, like, beautiful about this movie, too, in um, terms of Peter's development, right? Because at the beginning, it's not necessarily that he doesn't care about being a superhero, but it's he doesn't, he hasn't really understood the full gravity of what it means to be responsible for another person's life. And that's what you essentially do whenever you go out and do hero work. And it's also, like, uh, it's also very well done how they introduced um, that idea like you were saying um, great power comes for great responsibility Peter has to sacrifice a, like you know a normal childhood like he can't like like um yeah pretty much <laughs> I, I was gonna I was gonna continue on but then I was like huh I guess that really does complete my thought I think it also sets up how people inevitably get dragged in. For example, Edith, the whole situation on the bus. Mm. He almost killed his classmate. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I did not see that coming. But then, like, when I learned what Edith... Edith yeah, so you asked me about Edith. She could do a lot more than I originally thought it was. And Edith was, I guess you could say, Tony's revamped version. I wonder when he finished Edith, the Edith Project. Yes, that is. Because true. that is Tony's suit of armor around the yes. world. He ended up doing it. Mm -hmm. If he couldn't make Ultron, he was going to find a way to do it, and he did. With drones, odd enough, but it, it worked. An entire defense system that could let you hack, get into any network, getting into a random kid's phone. I mean, it, it was a lot. And uh, giving that responsibility to Peter was in insane. But also just makes it hurt more is that, you know, Happy even Happy said, you know, I don't think Tony would be okay going if he didn't know that you'd be okay. If you didn't know that you'd be able to handle everything while well, he was away, so uh, I, I, that was just a lot of gravity there. But then again, you you well, that would be yes, like, that is a good point by Happy. But then again, um, I don't think Tony would have necessarily had in mind Peter. I when he'd made the snap would disagree. Because even throughout that entire thing, um, you know, Tony was like, yeah, you know, I can't lose, I gotta keep this, this and that. Mm. But regardless, he, Tony was working on that. It's not like he just happened to add Peter during the time of the snap. Like, this is something that he had planned. No one else had access. Like, Peter had yes. to manually give Mysterio access, which mm. means that, like, the, like, from the moment that Tony chose Peter, he knew, like, he, this kid was it this would be part of his legacy. And I also think it, it carries a lot more weight than people give credit for because you have Captain America, like the symbol, the, the shield. All of these other heroes and he chooses a kid, I think that, speak wonder, that speaks wonders. Of course, it does speak wonders of Peter's character and his um, nobility. And um, his also his uh, Peter Tingle. <laughs> I'm upset they called it Peter Tingle. I am very happy we saw Spider-Sense, and actually, listening to another podcast, I came to a realization. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, there's so many flaws with Far From Home. 
There were so many times that he should have been able to, you know, discernibly dodge this or know what was real and wasn't real with his fighter sense. And also looking back at the comics, I came to the same uh, realization. Peter's spider sense relies on his confidence. Yes, it it, rely, it relies on his confidence slash inner peace. Mm. They were talking about how him being able to activate his spider sense so keenly um, added to his uh, character arc within this movie of trusting himself. Throughout the entire movie, he didn't trust himself to be a new Avenger. He didn't trust himself to, to be the next Iron Man. He didn't trust himself with Edith. He didn't trust that he could beat Mysterio after being betrayed. But when he learned to trust himself... He could close his eyes and manipulate around the entire environment, mm. which was which was incredible. Um, so I, I didn't I didn't fully realize that, which I, I just found that very interesting. You know how awesome it'd be to have Peter Tinkle. I mean, what in fact there's actually an Earth universe where it, I, I think it's like uh, one two one eight or twelve eighteen or something like that. Um, the Spider Man in that universe is an assassin, and his uh, spider sense is so advanced. It's oh, what did they say was better was oh his spider sense is so advanced it's better than Daredevil sense like in in he he can he can basically it's almost like borderline Jesus predicting Christ. the future yeah like like fuck. an enemy will go to make a move and he'll already be in reaction to like stop it before like before it happens it like it's so advanced yeah it's insane he's he's like he's an assassin for hire and it's just ridiculous. So I mean, like at that point, it's like yeah, like that's essentially what you're doing because it's like what intuition, basically, like a spider sense. That's basically what it is. Like you know that yeah. gut feeling, huh? <laughs> Don't do it. What are you talking about? You're gonna raise the gun in your right pocket to try to shoot me. Don't even. That's try actually it. exactly what it's like. <laughs> Man, no, that'd be fun. No, like you know what I would do for that, Thomas? I'd be able to dodge all of your moves before they even came. Don't do it, Thomas. What are you talking about? Left hook. There it is. <laughs> Whoop, there it is. <laughs> oh damn. Um but yeah, um I forgot. Do what you I think was. Edith will still be active in any God forbid, any other future Spider Man movies? Like or within the MCU, do you think Edith will be a thing? I really hope they continue to expand on Edith. Or at least the defense system, because I don't think that it was ever like, you know, shut down or anything like that. No. Even after the fiasco. I think it will be um, crucial in um. I okay. So to answer your question, yes, I do think Edith will come back because Spider Man does still have act. Uh, does still have um, does still have Edith. Yeah. And you know he still really hasn't chosen the next Iron Man, which I feel will be like an Eternal. Hmm. We'll get into that later. <laughs> but I don't. I would digress. Hmm. I do not think it will be an eternal. Hmm. Um, what I will say is that I don't. I think he's gonna save it in his back pocket for another threat like Thanos. Ah. That's what I think, and I think that after everything the Mysterio did, people aren't just gonna overlook drones. They're gonna be like, okay, well, what gave him access to that kind of technology? Like, how did how did he get that? There's gonna be a lot of scrutiny. Um. For starters, <clears throat> but <sighs> their first fight. Well, first, let's, actually, let's, I want to start off with the reveal. Oh, 
Ladies and gentlemen, we big dick day. Would you please explain to the audience why you have someone in your contact as big dick Dave? Do you get do you get dicked? No. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure so, Dave doesn't? I'm. I'm here so, for you. This is a safe space. Even though we have listeners. <laughs> <coughs> so, oh, this should be whenever good. I gave David my phone, here, man, give me your number. All right. Okay, sure. Types in Big Dick Dave. <laughs> I said, well, I mean... Do you have Big Dick Energy? <laughs> Please, who told you that? Who told you that, um... Who, who gave you that, You've um, never heard of Papa Thanos having Big Dick Energy? <laughs> I'm sure everybody here knows about Papa Thanos <laughs> having that BDE. You don't want LD, you want BD. <laughs> For the record. Not to be confused with LSD. Fuck out of here. <laughs> oh shit. Um it the I, I can't compare it to Spider-Verse, but what I will say is that I was it reminded me a little bit of Doctor Strange. The way they did the visual effects. Mm-hmm. For the first fight, and then going to the reveal, oh um, my god! Because I I knew something was gonna happen, but the entire time I'm just like, there, like you know what Mysterio is capable of, and this entire time it's just like you know if he's able to fool Nick Fury, who we do later find out it wasn't Nick Fury. Oh my god! I called it. I fucking called it. Um, I I was a little stunned. Like I knew it was coming, but at the same time, just like there's no way he could have perfectly like predicted. That he was going to get... Like, the, I did not... That was not what I thought his goal was going to be. What? Like, to get Edith. I didn't realize that was going to be part of his plan. I That was something I didn't see coming. Mm. So, like, when he gave him Edith, I'm just like, mm, I don't know what's going to happen, but that is not good, because that was only made for you. For yes. a very, very good reason. Um, and then... But what really got me was that the entire bar they went to, that was the trick, and I was like... Yeah. And then even some of the, the few patrons that were there were like, what the fuck? I was like, What? Someone got this stupid thing off me. And his whole demeanor just changed. And I was like, I gotta give it to Jake Allen Hall. His acting oh, yeah. ability is just oh, yeah. out of this world. And then I saw him in Zodiac um, during break. I haven't seen Zodiac. Uh, he, he plays a very timid, shy, obsessed detective. And it, like, But the demeanor that he's in is a complete 360 of, of anything confidence it's just it, i'm i have come to respect him as an actor and i really hope that they are not done with mysterio and put him in more movies um which we don't again forget is to bring you, up sinister six yeah um, yeah what do you <laughs> after the whole thing with sony i don't even uh, uh you don't even you, damn like i'm sorry but like all the hype the I, hype boy would, is just gone right now i would want to go we're getting off topic <laughs> i'm just saying like I, I mean, I am hyped for it, but I am—I have a bitter taste in my mouth right now because of Sony. Let me just say that. Um, what's gonna call it? And so that happened, and then you learn. Granted, his backstory was kind of lame. Tony Stark named my my uh, my invention Barf and didn't give me any credit. Now I gotta go on a killing spree to prove <laughs> that I'm the greatest soup. Like what? <laughs> I see why you are marked as mentally unstable. <laughs> I'm not unstable. I'm not unstable. George, is this cape dry cleaned? 
All right? Because if it's not wavy enough and there's a crinkle, the media's watching people. <laughs> like, shit, okay. But I mean, that does... Oh, damn. I, um, but that does um, install a good, you know... Um, like, kind of like... they're. I guess you could... Okay, so compare Mysterio to Vulture as in, or, um, in the aspect of motivation as a, as a villain in general, in whole. Because those are the, the only two Spider-Man villains we've really seen. I'm debating between getting more of the Tennessee whiskey and Mr. Pip. I mean... Did you finish yours? I've been sipping it. So, like, how much do you have left? Okay, I'll, I'll wait till you're done. I can wait. But, okay, so, I guess I should bring, I guess I should tell you my opinion before I ask you, right? Um, Vulture in Mysterio. Character motivation. Vultures is a lot more relatable. The thing with Mysterio, though, is that it does truly show you how villains are insane. Like, not insane, but it does take a certain, like, kink or neck or, um, just something that's not wired correctly and it just brings out, um, it just brings out the evil within one, you know? Which, it, which I think is what happened in Mysterio's case, along with, um, getting a little, like, um, also partially, uh, being too full of himself. Okay. Um, not only that, but um, I also think that Vulture was more noble. Oh, without a doubt. Um, I like Vulture. I like the middle of the person and, like, and a villain. It, that's what I'm saying. You know, like out of out of the two, out of Mysterio and Vulture, I do like Vulture more as a you know I like Vulture more as a villain and as you know the antagonist than I do like Mysterio. But out of all the villains, I'm not like out of all the villains in the MCU. Like, Mysterio, like... I liked his philosophy as to why he was also doing it. Because it really... And I think it also relates to today. People are willing to believe anything. Yes. Like, it's not... You couldn't even call it gullibleness. It's just, like, if you're presented with something at face value, it's quite amazing how many people will take it at that face value. Mm -hmm. Until something bad happens. Yeah, like communism. I mean, the world's never seen true communism, but we won't get into that. Uh, that is true. But, um, oh, that's a whole other topic for another time, Thomas. Next week on Tom Fuleru, <laughs> TNK. Discussing communism, capitalism, and anarchy. <laughs> <laughs> and, no, folks, anarchy and chaos do not mean the same thing. Thank you. However, they can be correlated. Sip on that, atheists. <laughs> um what did you think about um <laughs> okay so back back to the whole happy aunt may thing right um did you really or did you could or did you see that happening like aunt is a savage happy literally is so sweet and was talking about it being long term and aunt may just chips in going yeah just a summer flame oh Okay, happy. <laughs> like I remember that, and ha I was just like, "Oh, you know, this is really sweet." And Amy was just straight up, like, just honest when they were asking. He's like, "Yeah, this is just a summer fling," and that was not Happy's answer. 
And his poor reaction, I was just like, shit, Aunt May. Like, I just didn't know how to react. I was like, that is not... <laughs> you're taking the sweet, old, the sweet little old lady. And after that, you're just, you just throw that in there? Like, damn. Okay. I, I thought it was sweet. I thought it was very plausible, especially... Because, again, this is a younger version of Aunt May. It's not the older version. Course, yes. So I thought it was really cute and very, very plausible and a good way to kind of, you know, inter intertwine some, some things. Um, I do think it's kind of funny, though, because I think I see it more like Happy tried to do that for Peter's sake. Oh, yeah, you know, it's just, you know, like trying to make him more comfortable with it. Because, you know, like, okay, I can't say you know, but um, at least, like, I've had this conversation with my mother. Mm -hmm. She's always said, hey, like, how would you feel, you know, if, like, I got a boyfriend or, like, you know, tried oh, to, you know what I mean? Okay, like, okay. like, in that sense, um, hmm. like, how would you feel, you know, being my child? Like, do you, like, um, that um, paternal role being, you know, starting to be taken over by someone else instead of just me? And, you know, me taking on the material. Chris takes off chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I love my father. <laughs> These chanclas represent whoever wears these chanclas shall be the paternal figure in this household. I surrender them to you. <laughs> <laughs> but I, that, that's how I took it. You know, like, Happy was trying to be, like, um, you know, trying to ease into it. And it's like, oh, yeah, you know, it just happened. <laughs> <laughs> but like it also shows you man like straight up throughout the end I, I, I like this version of Aunt May it's yeah. not half bad I appreciate it and like it also but it also shows you like how much Aunt May like also um like the respect she has for Peter oh without a doubt cause like you know like it takes a lot to be brutally honest and just like just straight up like that's something I told my mom too like you know just like just the way you express yourself shows the amount of respect oh yeah and like um like, for my opinion, my words, and, like, who I am and everything. Which I thought was really, was, um, very, uh, what's it called? Consistent, you know, because, like, it's kind of like I always say, if I'm able to put, if I'm able to put myself $100,000 in debt at the age of 18, I should be able to fucking drink a beer. A very similar concept. If Peter's able to go out and fucking fight in a war the against death. a fucking mad titan, I think I think he can hear that his aunt is uh, having little, yeah. uh, uh, you know, um, uh, extrusions, we should say. <laughs> I mean, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I can't argue that point. So, um, I thought it was also sweet how she helped him out through the entire media thing. That was also really nice. I like that. That was, and actually that was unexpected. I didn't think that she would. I didn't think she would play such a huge role as him being Spider-Man. Happy and Peter in the plane in the Netherlands. What um, are you talking about? Whenever they were hovering over the Netherlands, or whenever they were flying, and he was when he goes surfing. to pick him up, and Peter's finally. Uh, everybody's so nice here. But God bless the Netherlands. <laughs> Just for the record, because I mean, let's be like, let's see, Canada, Finland. The Netherlands, God bless you all. Like, come on. I haven't done anything wrong to anybody. Um, so just, just a little round of applause to all of them. <clears throat> but, um, like, I don't know, like, I, I got choked up in that moment when Peter was, like, you know, just broken down and Happy was there. It, it, it just, it, and you, it's still, like, it's just a weird, you know, father figure slash uh, secondary mentor with Happy and, and Tony and Peter, <clears throat> it's just like, yeah, man, I'm just trying to live up to his legacy. 
and Hebe just goes... Because you got to think, like, the entire time that Peter's been with Tony, he's only seen the, the good things. He's never really seen any, any of Tony's major mistakes. Of course. You know, he wasn't there around for Ultron, or around there for Civil War, or anything like that. I mean, he was, but, like, not as invested. You know, he's there for the battle, and that was it. You know, Tony was like, you know, that's it, you're done. But Happy was there through all of it. I mean, he saw Tony's drinking problem. He saw how he was before he became Iron Man a little bit. You know, he saw he saw Tony's true character arc in and out of suit. And he knew that. And he even said Tony couldn't even live up to Tony. Like, Tony is not was not the the perfect sage you were making him out to be. Of course. Even, even Tony made mistakes. And I, I think you're doing just fine. And then you see the entire list of suits that Tony designed for Peter, which was amazing. I wish we saw more suits. Ah. Yes. And then he goes and makes his own. It, and it just starts, like, after that, that heartfelt moment between them, it just goes into Black Sabbath, which is a callback to the first Iron Man. Uh, or, no, sorry, sorry. I apologize. Led Zeppelin. I am, I am an idiot. Led Zeppelin. And it goes back <laughs> all the way to the first Iron Man movie. It's just like, oh. Like, Tom. they got to, what? It was Led Zeppelin. You're kidding me right now, right? No, Tony, or Peter even said Led Zeppelin. And did you not see the face Happy made? Wait, so it was around with Black Sabbath? No. Wait, who was it? ACDC. That was the name of the band. Led Zeppelin is a band, not a song. You know that, right? You're talking about ACDC the band, or ACDC the song? I'm talking about ACDC the band. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. It threw me off, and I originally thought it, it threw me off too. I'm okay. not gonna lie. Like so you're not. You're I not just alone made a dumbass on my, of myself. Like you're not. No, like you're not. You're not alone on this. But like, I'm just saying. Oh, okay, never mind. Um, I didn't see that until now. But yeah, the maximum for each segment right now would be 60 minutes. We'll cut it down. So we're gonna be doing it in three parts, and all all together. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> As I was saying, though, the, um, yes. Okay, that makes me feel so much better, because I originally thought ACDC, and then Peter said Led Zeppelin. I didn't catch Happy's face. Yeah, Happy was like, oh, shit. I was like, I'm glad my friend Ricky's in here, because I would have made a fool of myself saying (laughs) ACDC. Then I was, okay, wow. Wow, I'm just gonna. Oh, is that Big Dick Dave again? Oh, it's Jalen. Nope, it's Jalen. I'm but so glad you declined. <laughs> I didn't decline. I muted it for the sake of our view. Actually, why is my fucking ringer even on now that I think about it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> But, um... Okay, so ACDC. Yes, ACDC. For, for the record. For the record. I am no longer a dumbass. I can play the song if you want me to, Thomas. Okay, then. Later. But, um, I digress. <sighs> leave that. Leave, I'll leave that. Thomas. Okay, okay, so also, I guess another noteworthy thing. Oh, this should be good. Um, over the summer, I actually started to listen to a lot of classic rock. Took you long enough. Hilarious. Well, I mean, you know, um, I, I did, like, okay, so back in uh, high school, I did go through that whole, you know, like, rock phase because, I, you know, I was working out and everything, and I did want to have, um, you know, something to work out to. And then, you know, I was like, well, I mean, I haven't, like, I don't really have, like, a rock and roll playlist I could just jam out to. Hence, I made one, and it's phenomenal. Nice. Okay. And, yeah, I guess that's just an- another little thing about me. And I also started to appreciate music a lot more. Oh, I also got a guitar. Now. But, yeah. Um, 
like in uh and this is a compl- like this is a whole side tangent and i know it's like in the middle of like um um <laughs> our uh, whole thing on uh homecoming but it did come to mind did you say homecoming far from home you did the exact same shit don't even don't even don't i don't think i've done it on this podcast not on the podcast but in general in life if they didn't hear it doesn't count yeah well you know what don't take what chris says the face value he's a fucking liar right <laughs> um I started to appreciate music so much more because of Bohemian Bohemian Rhapsody. If you really think of like so good, it was because like you see the movie. I haven't yet. I haven't. I've been wanting to watch it with you. It's it was so okay. So whenever like I heard Bohemian Rhapsody, right, I was like, okay, you know, it's a pretty good song. But then you know, it started like I, I watched a video on it and like they broke it down and how there's technically five different songs mm. in the one song mm-hmm. and the different you know the changes in voice and how like you even should... the movie does such a good job at showing how they created it really oh that's fantastic um even whenever like uh if you were to play it on a piano you could make out the words to bohemian mm-hmm. rhapsody like that's just how um just how many thomas Ogres are like onions. We have layers. We're not like parfaits. Like what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Just like the song. I got you until you said ogres, man. What the hell? <laughs> Fucking Shrek, man. Just like the, Do I the song. Do I someone who cared about Shrek? Did I watch it? Yes. Do I regret it? Oh, I regret watching Shrek. Just heel to nose, my friend. Heel to nose. Can you do that with your uh, little impairment there? Yes, I can. Guess I'll have to break it. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore! <laughs> Going for the kill! I am Dimitri Petrenko. Oh, shit. Um, no, but, yeah, like, just how many layers and how... Oh, and, like, also, back then... They had, like, tapes. Like, they actually had a recording on tapes. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, I think 160 layers or something like that. Manually, if you were to fuck it up, you'd have to start all over again. Which just, like... Just, like, it's just... It's like I say, you know, um, the more you get into something, the deeper the hole gets. There's literally an infinite amount of possibilities to express yourself creatively and to explore the world. Like, music, for example. Once I started to listen to rock music, I was like, okay, nice tunes. Went a level, or went a layer deeper. Okay, the construction of the song is, you know, oh, you have this and that. You go a little bit deeper into the history of it and how it was created. And, you know, you just keep going down and down the rabbit hole. And it's literally, event. you know, eventually you get to make music uh, down the rabbit hole. But I thought it was just very interesting. And um, it did give me a different perspective on... Um, just just um how how small of an infinitesimal speck i am in a world of um infinite avenues but yeah anyways back to homecoming um homecoming <laughs> fuck me man no thank you oh that wasn't an invitation back to far from home you sure about that <laughs> looked like an invitation <laughs> How would you express that facial expression in words, Thomas, that I just made? Disbelief? The invitation or after? My facial expression. 
Like that right I now? just made, yes. Like right at this minute? No, not right at this minute. Shrek. Player. Shit. Okay. Whenever, whenever Damn. Peter dropped or not dropped, whenever he put down um Mary Jane. Oh, which by the way, oh I, I love thought, Mary Jane. Yes, I love Zendaya Mary Jane. did an, a phenomenal job of playing as Mary Jane. Other um, like I mean I love Gwen Stacy in um, Amazing Spider Man. I thought the I thought um, uh, Emma Stone did phenomenal of that. Nostalgia for uh, Mary Jane in uh, Rami's yes. Spider Man movies, but just not good portrayal. Mm-hmm. Um. But I'm sorry, like this, it, it was good. Most accurate, eh, for uh, debate, but I liked it. It was very good. I felt more immersed. Oh, whenever she pointed out, you're Spider-Man. Oh, are you, later on, oh, are you sure? Because that was actually only like 60% sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, and like, that's the thing too, is that, okay. So another thing also is that, um, that was also pointed out very well in this movie and also, um, Another noteworthy thing over the summer that I did, I got a lot more into psychology. And something that's very noteworthy um, from that that um, I picked up on was that um, women don't, don't understand, or a lot of women don't understand how morbidly terrified men are of them. Are you sure about that? Yes. Because, like, think about it. Um, Peter, how would he, like, act up, like, around Aunt May? Or not Aunt May, what the fuck? Saying around Mary Jane, how would he act? All flustered, all like, oh, should I go talk to her? Should okay, I not? You, mean, you know what okay, I'm saying? I like, it's saying. like, never mind, never it's mind. like that confidence to go up and talk to that female is yeah. there, and it's um various uh, biological reasons that I'm not gonna get into, but um it really showed how like like if I was a younger audience and I was seeing that, like it would have made me like realize well I mean yeah even though you portray even though i would portray you know women to be you know a goddess right women mm-hmm. typically are goddesses right um it would show you no we're we're all we're all human we all make mistakes we're all not entirely sure of ourselves we all have you know our um flaws which i thought was it was really nice you know that they cuz you, you know don't really was. you don't really see anything like that in um mj beforehand you know, you don't really see, like, her really being unsure of herself. Like, she's always confident, like, yeah. you know, very, um, like, she's in control. Like, she, er, and that's something else I also, um, did like seeing her losing that control huh. and giving that sense of vulnerability. Oh, to and seeing how she handled it. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Well, what's up? Well said. Uh, we got six minutes on the clock until our first segment's done. We're gonna have to pause and move on. <laughs> um, what I will say, again, just quick... Back to the artwork, it was very accurate comic depictions. Mm. Um, Proud gave me a couple of senses of Spider-Verse and Doctor Strange. I, I just, I can't get over it. It's, the battle sequences with Mysterio were probably my second favorite um, cinematic film pieces. Really? Well, not film pieces, but um, uh, CGI type thing. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, Doctor Strange comes in first, Mysterio comes in second... And I'm only throwing Spider-Verse in as a third because it's more of an animated movie, not technically the types of movies yes. that we've had. Um, and then with that, before we get to the post credit scene, 
Which we will get to. Oh, no, we're getting to that in the second part. So, uh, for, so various reasons. The Easter egg when... First off, I love how Spider-Man is like a lot more agile and how, how his combat is. When he got the shield and the freaking bombs and was whooping it like Thor's hammer. Which was like, did you notice that? That was beautiful. I was like, oh my god. Which is funny because there is a comic run where Spider-Man has to pick up both Cap's shield and Thor's hammer and he's wearing Thor's helmet. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It's just amazing because like, you know that Peter's fit, he's just really well toned, but it's this scrawny kid picking up a shield that's the size of his body (laughs) (laughs) with an oversized helmet. And fucking Mjolnir in one hand. It's just like, hello. <laughs> um, I don't want to ask that question partially to entice our audience, if we have one. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> to um, to tune into the second part, but um, four minutes on the clock. Second part, we're gonna dwell a little more into um, if Peter is worthy. And the post-credit scenes. Okay. Fair enough. Um, that I would like to get into, I should Oh, say. no, definitely, definitely. Um, I'm trying to think of what else, because like I said, I called it for that towards the end. I just want to know if Mysterio is alive and if Edith was, ha- was hacked, because... Oh, my God, towards the end, Mysterio did Peter so fucking dirty. I I didn't see that coming. I, I'll admit, I did not see that one coming. We'll, we'll get into that later. But just... Uh, just everything coming to a close in in Far From Home was was spectacular. I I loved how what they did with the elementals. I love the drone idea. We yes. still have those ex employees that are still out there. Yes, they are. So we don't know we don't know what's going on with them. Which, like I said, possible Sinister Six. They could come back. Yeah, and I again I would really hope. Um, I think after we finish talking about Far From Home, we should go straight into the bullshit yes. that is um <clears throat> the Sony Disney. Deal comp- complication. Of course. And then we can go on to, you know, other other things, such as Hall H and Eternals and mm. everything else. Uh, oh, and the Disney Plus series. Uh, I know I know so much. <laughs> I, I have caught up so much, Chris. I am, I am, I am ready. All right, then. I am All equipped. right, then. I am equipped. I came battle prepared. Um, yeah, <clears throat> it's just, it's just been great, man. Like, My armor goodness. has on armor on top of armor. Armor shielding in wards, my friend. So, but yeah, I, uh, so yeah, we're just gonna pause here for a minute while we go into segment two. And we are back. <coughs> Obviously, continuing our segment. Time that we were gone, <coughs> we made another round of drinks. And, uh, Chris allowed us to have something called, uh, chicharron? Yes, chicharron. Chicharron. Um, chicharron, uh, in Chile. Um, basically. It is a lot harder than I thought it would be. <laughs> Jesus. I'm telling you, man. And, okay, for any of our viewers out there, the secret to a... Everlasting life. <laughs> to a spicy pepper, the way you know if a pepper is going to be hot is... For example, you know what that's made out of, Thomas? Jalapenos. I fucking love it. Um, The way you know a pepper's hot is whenever it has lines almost like brown lines down the side they're they're more like um i'd say tannish brown i like bean butter huh i like the bean butter mixed with it oh yeah yeah 
for sure. Um, yeah, I like, I like it either way. It, it gives it like a, it like a simmers it down a little bit too. Um, but uh, yes, while um, while we're getting our asses burned, um, well, no, that'll be later tonight. All right, but um, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, Thomas, you're gonna enjoy it, but your other hole is not. Um, back to um, my question. Which was? That I was going to ask at the end, but since we're running out of time. In your opinion, do you think Peter is worthy? Well, I think Peter is worthy of wielding Mjolnir. Mm-hmm. And if he's worthy of wielding Mjolnir, he's obviously will, or worthy of wielding Stormbreaker, right? Or do you think that too, that's also an entirely different um, in and of itself? I think without a doubt, Peter would have been worthy. But I think he has to go a or go through a bit more coming of age, yes, so that he is at peace within himself. Mm. Okay. Uh, kind of like what happened towards the end with Mysterio. Yes. I think in that moment he would have been worthy. Before that, and after the death of Tony Stark, no. Okay. Um. Do you think that? Okay, and this is a side tangent back to Age of Ultron. That Captain America, the only reason, and also called back to Endgame. The only reason he was able to pull the hammer and to move it, uh, um, as a, um, like to move it like in air and everything, was because he touched it in Age of Ultron. Oh shit! I never thought about it that way. Because, like, think about it. You don't know if you're worthy if you don't try to pick up the hammer. Therefore, you don't know if you can like move it around with your mind if you don't touch it. Like, without picking it up first. I mean. No, I would have to agree with you on that one. Without a doubt, I, that never occurred to me. Mm. Yeah, no. If it wasn't for that moment in Age of Ultron, I don't think Cap could have done that. Um, do you have any more? <sighs> any more? <laughs> like the, the, the beads. I have a few, yeah. yeah you want to check them? No, yes. I mean, that's pretty good. Thank you. Uh, if you want, you can add a little bit of uh, chicharron onto it, if you want. If I already not, have some. Um... But yeah, um, okay, well, honestly, I think... I like a little bit. <laughs> Just hot. Which, okay, so which that's another question I want to propose. Um, do you think that being worthy comes down to the... Are you going to have some more? I don't want to use all of it. Go ahead, man. Do you think that being... <laughs> you good? Yeah, I'm just... <laughs> do you think that being worthy comes down to the individual or to the will of the hammer? And hammer is not sentient per se, so it does not have its own will. Which is what I was about to get into. If it was the will of the hammer, then what? What is imposing its will on the hammer, like the Odin force, or you know what I mean? Like in that Maybe sense, you could argue Odin force actually. Um, but uh, like like I'm saying, like do you like? I guess I should say a a MCU canon. Um, is a uh, Mjolnir, um, or is um. Picking up Mjolnir, recognizing that you yourself are worthy. It is testing to see if you are worthy. I don't know if it would be recognizing. Um, okay. You, only, I feel like you can only recognize it more. Like, I mean, eh, I mean, question for you: Do you think Thanos could have lifted the hammer? No, because well, I, mm, I don't think he would have lifted the hammer because. He was more so um, lawful evil. He imposed his will among the galaxy, 
You're really good at the D&D terminology now, but... Yes. And um, he, he imposes his will upon the galaxy and didn't really care about what anyone else had to say, just about <sighs> the murder. So, yes, I would say that Thanos is not worthy of Mjolnir, of wielding Mjolnir. By his own standards, definitely, because Thanos thinks, you know, he's... Uh, thinks highly of himself. Um, which... The reason I ask is because if, you know, this is a whole, you know, headcanon, right? If Peter were to pick up, or were to try to pick up Mjolnir, if he himself didn't recognize that, or if he himself, like, okay, so, like, before the final fight with Mysterio, if Peter had to try to pick up Mjolnir, um, at that point, do you think he would have been worthy to himself, like even if he himself hadn't been worth, like he hadn't considered himself worthy, do you think he was worthy enough to like pick up the hammer? Because the hammer was, you know, imposes its own will per se. You just say per se, right? I think so. Mm. Okay, well, interesting. I'll have to look a little more into the Thor comics then. But we got a belt. The highlight. Of this podcast. Oh, this should be good. Your mom. <laughs> My mom! Where's that Hi, from? Hi, mijo. It is so great to be here with all of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, what is that from? My mom. What show is that from? Regular show. Give me something more challenging. Yes. Okay, first of all, you fucking peasant. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that you resonate. You resonated with me, okay? Second of all, highlight of the show, end credit scene. Whenever Peter puts down MJ, and you see in the background, we can't wait to show you what's next. A block away, the and if you pay attention to the street sign, it is one block away from... The Fantastic Four. I mean, yeah, they're definitely entering in within the next phase or so, mm. and casting's already been been uh, going for them, so they're they're casting. Um, it's it's gonna be great, and I'll get into this later. Um, but there is a very high possibility that we will see an introduction of X Men through Phase Four, mm. most likely starting with the Black Widow movie. Really. And I will tell ah, you yes, why. because of Taskmaster. And we will get into that later. That is right. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. No, yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what you're feeling right now, Thomas. Because literally... Oh, I down two, two uh, gulps of that, and I'm good now. Like, my mouth is cool. No, but, like, your nose is starting to run? My left one is, like, congested a little bit. Yes, but, like, that's exactly what happens to me every time, like, I eat this, man. Freaking! You don't. You've never tried two true spice until your no. Until mucus is running down to your chin, tears are going down to the floor. Three five seven challenge. Mad Dog three fifty seven. Yep. Will never be spoken of again. <laughs> Thomas, the shits I took over the summer were not fucking fun. Okay. <laughs> Oh, Jesus dude. Christ. Oh, which, by the way... Um, Brick and Morty Season 4! It is coming out in November! Anyway. So, <clears throat> anyway. 
What the fuck, Mysterio? I I heard I've I've heard various things, even that a couple people saw something like that coming. I don't care what you say. I didn't see that coming. What? Because originally when I first saw him on the screen, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, you know, the the end credit scene where, you know, he puts down Andre and, you know, that happens, which is really cool. Yes. But, uh, you know, then Mysterio comes on the big screen with none other than the infamous actor for J. Jonah Jameson. <clears throat> oh, man, I was so happy about that. Because I, I I saw pics of him going to the premiere, and I was just like, oh, you know, nostalgia, you know, I'm pretty sure I saw him as, like, the amazing Spider-Man or something like that. No, he is back, ladies and gentlemen, as J. Jonah Jameson. I am so excited. Um, but, yeah, I saw that, and, and it just really shows you the trickster role that Mysterio played. Being able to trick audiences into thinking... That Spider-Man was the one who ordered the drone attack, mm -hmm. and I was just like, th "This changes everything for the MCU." You good, bud? Fuck you. You're sweating a little bit. <laughs> okay, first of all. First of all, what? <laughs> you know, you're, you're I get it out. You know, <laughs> you're gonna get out your panting on you. You know, I fucking sweat easily. Second of all, God, fucking damn, that shit's spicy. <laughs> oh man. Reminds me of the fucking Mad Dog Challenge all over again. It is nothing like that. Don't even get it. It reminds me of it. Reminds me of it. And You'd have to throw uh, me into a volcano to remind <laughs> me of it. Actually, after like the third round, my mouth was starting to get numb. That's the only reason I lasted so long. Like, I, it was literally Fuck starting to get numb. You. <laughs> Yo, is it really getting so hot that my glasses are fogging up? Yes, you're sweating. Yo, that's crazy, man. All right, anyways, moving For on. you, you goddamn sweaty. Jesus fucking Christ, man. I don't understand how you sweat so much. Uh, because I drink a lot of water. Now, when I saw James Jones... James... James... When I saw the man on... Okay, first of all, it was an Alex Jones re reference, which I thought was fucking hilarious. You know who Alex Jones is? No. Oh, buddy. The frogs are gay. The water... The chlorine in the water is making the oh, frogs gay. Oh, no. Yes. Yes. Because, <laughs> no, that's why, like, when I saw it, I was like, yeah. Like, literally, I screamed in the movie theater. I gave no fucks whatsoever. I've trained you well. And, um, not only that, like, after that... And like I saw it was an Alex Jones reference, it just made it just brought my my heart grew three times bigger that day. <laughs> so you are combining references now. <laughs> oh yeah. Um <laughs> Absolutely adored it. Um not only that, but also like you were saying, the whole um Mysterio giving away um Spider-Man's identity did not see that coming whatsoever. Okay, Rick. <laughs> totally fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Morty. Totally oh, fun. <laughs> God damn it, I you did. <laughs> totally blindsided me, man. Um, because I didn't think Mysterio would go that far out of spite. Well, no, I. Let me rephrase that, actually, because he fucking did. Because I, I didn't. Literally fucking, huh? I didn't. <laughs> no, but, like, okay, but I say that because, oh, like, shit. yeah. 
I say that because like you have to think about what um what um Mysterio did in the movie. Like he literally did all of that out of spite because oh, look, of what Peter, Tony did. I really liked you, and now you're making me kill. You. What do you mean he's making you kill him? Gosh, <laughs> Jesus. But like that's the that's the thing. Like he did it out of spite because Spider-Man ruined his plan to you know do whatever. the yeah, you ruined my plan to be the world's greatest superhero, so now I'm gonna ruin your life. Like, f- fucking, okay? Okay. And making him a fucking international terrorist at that. Like, <sighs> like literally, freaking Spider- Who and has left, 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 now Spider-Man. <laughs> Which, how did Mysterio get that recording if he- That's what I'm saying. Taken away from him. Exactly, because at the very end- because even one of the lines was from the very end. He asked Edith if all illusions were down. So that's why I'm very skeptical what's going on with Mysterio. I, I, and I also find it ironic that they never show like a body being taken away or yes. anything. So I don't know what's going on. I well, obviously it was done intentionally, you know, to keep us guessing. Yeah. Curse you, Vondahar! Call of Duty reference. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is today with references, but um, <clears throat> can we talk about how I was right this entire <laughs> time? I called it. It may not have been an end game, <laughs> but it was at the end of phase four. I called it. Uh, all right, I will give you props, Thomas. If Lawrence was here, he would bow. <laughs> Shout out to Lawrence, by the way. Ooh, miss you, buddy. Miss if you, buddy. you don't listen to this, we're gonna hunt you down and find you. Yes. We'll probably die in the process, but and pillage we'll and pillage your body. I don't. I don't think we could pillage. Village. Pillage your village. Pillage. Your See, village. that could be taken pillage the wrong way. I don't think he'd allow you to pillage his village. Lawrence is a Lawrence seems like a family man, a man of culture. The day you burn down that man, you hunt down his village. Is the day he hunts down your testicles and feeds them to you. I feel like. That's the day he hunts down everybody who has even seen you and just kills them just so oh, that you're erased from the memory shrink, of the earth. you know, Thomas and Chris. Well, golly. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see some magic? Disappear. <laughs> Whoa, Lawrence, that's magic. If you're listening to get on this, you need to... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna shoot you a text message about you telling you to fast forward to this point. Because <laughs> you say, you say golly a lot. <laughs> so I see you with like your, your classic Lauren smile. Just like, well, what do we have here? <laughs> you know, you know, Chris and Thomas, well, golly, you're mm. dead. <laughs> well, are you running away? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> How are you going to run without any legs? Oh, didn't see those were missing, did you? Well, they are now. <laughs> hmm, would I do that? Ooh. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think I would. I think Lawrence would enjoy that. <laughs> now entering Lawrence Price Webb, the first Avenger. <laughs> oh, the... the anti-hero of A&T campus everybody <laughs> oh shit Lawrence would be um, J- uh, Jonathan Bartholomew 
from uh, Breakpoint. From Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Oh, that's great! I'm a ghost too. Oh, now it's been nothing less. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, another side tangent besides the one we're already on. Um, oh. watch the well. Thomas and I watched the um the uh, all the gameplay for it. Ghost Recon yes. Stormbreak <clears throat> looks absolutely phenomenal. I am currently under an NDA. So the only thing that I can say is that I got to play the uh, the Ghost Recon Breakpoint Alpha, and it exceeded a lot of expectations and dispelled a lot of negative connotations. I recommend getting it. I know I'm going to. Interesting. And no, this is not an ad. We don't have it. Any sponsors? <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> Oh, damn. Anyway. We're talking about shit that happens in our lives. Damn straight. And my nipple just got flicked. Moving on. My lord. <laughs> Where do you... Or, um, okay, so, obviously, Fury got snapped as well. Um, do you know where he was? He, he was in a... Um, wasn't it a Kree No. Or... Do you know what sword is? No, actually. Sword is shield, but in space. And they go in, they preemptively strike or do preemptive defense against would-be threats ever since Infinity War. Sword is, uh, it's like, it's kind of like how uh, Captain Marvel and everyone out there is a sword, and then Captain America and the Avengers are the shield. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the beginning of Sword. Yeah. <clears throat> Oh my! I'm so excited, dude. Like when I when I saw that, I at first I thought two things. I was like, I don't know where this is going, whether they're good or bad, whether they got body snatched or not. I fucking called it, and I was so happy. I I was I was literally in the theater going, yes, I was right. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, you're fucking kidding me right now. You're fucking kidding me right now. That's all I could think about, Thomas. Being kidding me. Oh man, it was beautiful, just beautiful. One one of the one of my favorite post credit scenes. Like just I loved it. I think the only thing that I could have topped that was in the very beginning of phase like uh, two? No. At uh, shit. Either the end of phase two or the beginning of phase three when <clears throat> um the first Sign, or I guess I don't want to say sign. The first caption appeared. Um, Captain America will return to the Avengers, and we were all like, "Oh shit!" <sighs> or uh, some, something like that. I can't remember. It was yes. like so, so and so will return to the Avengers. Or uh, Iron Man will return in the Avengers at the end of Iron Man. Was it? Yeah, at the end of the first Iron Man, wasn't it? No, cause yeah. Because, um, I don't know, I have to go back and check, but I, I remember seeing that and just being like, just, what? Yeah. Like, the Avengers, is, is, this is a thing? Like, <laughs> like alright. Wait, the Avengers is a thing? And, and then, then the that, trailer comes out, it's just like, oh, shit. And then, and see, like, that's, like I said, man, and it's also really fucking scary, too, like, if you think about it. Like, Marvel knows how to manipulate the audience to get them, like, super like excited and hyped for the next <coughs> film and you know to build a continuation off of it like it's yeah, something Sony wouldn't know about 
such a bitter taste in my mouth. Continue. I think it's like partially concerning how well they can manipulate the audience. Because they can always use that in a malicious intent. But we as loyal fans, Marvel would never do that. You know what the Nazis said? Stop. All right then. Stop. Jesus. Okay. okay, point made. God damn. We went from... We went from protected sex to unprotected sex. <laughs> Don't know what you're... Wait, there's such thing as protection? <laughs> the embodiment of Chris's personality, ladies uh... and gentlemen. Man, that's funny. We're getting a lot of hate for that one. I can feel it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> condoms don't ever go wrong. Not a good idea. That's how babies are made. Continuing. Have you ever used a Trojan condom? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> subscribe, everybody. Tips and tricks. Subscribe. Oh, um, <laughs> well, m uh, rolling into that, um, Thomas, would you like to break the news? Oh, yes. Well, I mean, I've already posted a lot of things on my Instagram feed. Um, Sony and Disney were not able to come to an agreement to continue their partnership, which is just, simply put, fucking stupid. Um, <clears throat> yeah, this is my opinion. I, I acknowledge that everyone else may not feel the same way, but I'm, I'm pretty sure a good majority do. That does. But, yeah, I, I remember going through my Instagram, and I, I just didn't fully understand it. So then I searched it up online, and the original deal that Marvel and, or, you know, Disney and Sony had, since they're sharing the character, and the partnerships worked out amazingly yes. so far, 95% of the gross earnings went to Sony. Which, in and of itself, is ridiculous considering that okay how big of a role did sony really play in it like directed kevin feige was one who directed that's the other part like you know it's like <laughs> or produced sorry i shouldn't say directed okay but you know directors producers you know um cast members everything is marvel like owned by um you know all the iron happy um on may you know all the iron men references and they all of that's marvel's property exactly. and yet sony is getting the vast majority of the profit True. from also sony. because originally and again so uh <clears throat> and they that's why they acquired fox so they can get the rights back their their rights and their film rights which mm -hmm. i didn't fully realize and back during the time when they you know marvel had to sell out all their characters they were on the verge of bankruptcy this and that you know during that that hard time they sold the film rights to Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. And they haven't gotten them back, which really sucks. So, but yeah, I mean, 5% five, 5 was what Marvel was getting, and you now have produced... I mean, don't get me wrong, Spider-Verse, I will hand it to Sony. Yes, they did do it in association with Marvel. Spider-Verse was a work of art. But let's be honest. Did I like the older Spider-Man films? Yeah, I enjoyed them. Nothing's compared to what, they, what Marvel had been doing with Tom Holland. Like... There's a reason it's so successful in Sony's biggest box office mm. thing event or movie ever, because Marvel made made Spider Man good again essentially. I mean, and it just it, it really sucks because leaving us on a cliffhanger 
at Far From Home. It's setting all of this up and just, it's just, it just sucks. And a 50-50 is so reasonable because, yeah, you own the rights. Okay, fair enough. You are letting us do this. You have workers who need jobs. Um, you've been working with this character for a while and now you're doing this. You did Into the Spider-Verse, which was a very big success. You know, people mm, are getting hyped yes. about it. You did Venom, which turned out to be better than what people anticipated. Okay, fair enough. Um, but look what we've done. Look what we've done in association with you, allowing us to do this. And you're getting amazing cred for it. Like, your your reputation is better because of it. You're still making a damn good amount of money. 50-50's really good, especially since they're not trying to buy the character. If, I wouldn't be surprised if Disney tried to buy... Sony at this point. Of course, yeah. Like. Because it's just, it's just ridiculous. It, it baffles me. And if you if you really want to go into it, <clears throat> I do have what the official reports did say. And that is that Disney reportedly asked for all future Spider-Man projects to be a 50-50 co-financing arrangement between Marvel and Sony. However, Sony later declined and proposed leaving the current deal untouched. Meaning they wanted to keep it at ninety five five percent. Now I'll admit, <clears throat> you know, maybe maybe if you guys had shooted for thirty percent, seventy percent, you know, thirty percent Marvel, seventy percent Sony, that's still a very big jump from five percent. Of course, that would would that be preferred? Hell no. But at least it would be something different. Five percent robbery. I'm sorry. I think there was something in that deal that allowed them to acquire all earnings from anything after that, such as like DVDs and merchandise, yada, 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 but still, it's not, it's not the same, and from a business standpoint, this isn't, and so, and I'm actually curious what you think of this, Chris, because originally, um, I have a friend named Jonah, who was pro-Sony, and so, we we had a little bit of a banter back and forth about it, because I was curious on, you know, what is what is software and everything, <clears throat> and so, this is what he said, and this was my response to it. If I can find it here in a second, hmm. there we go. <clears throat> so, here, oh, there we go. Ah, so he originally said, honestly, I'm on Sony's side of this. I mean, they have leverage now because of his popularity, so I don't know why they would ever agree to fifty percent. Okay, true. Yeah, maybe do some leverage. You have more popularity, so why not try to, you know, acquire more earnings? You know, you feel like maybe you're being robbed because you're so popular. Marvel's only hopping on the bandwagon, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. But that's just not the case. Um, I would have to disagree with that because, yeah, he's popular, but the reason is Tom Holland. Why? Because he was cast by Marvel, and Marvel has wrote the past five scripts, give or take, you know, you had him in Civil War as his intro, you had him as part of Infinity War, you had the two Spider-Man movies, Far From Home and Homecoming. Endgame. And then you had him in Endgame, exactly. Wait so, a second, does that mean that Sony got, um, how much of a percentage did Sony get? Because it was a solely Marvel film, not a Spider-Man film, no. Okay. Endgame still went to Marvel. Okay. Sony got a portion of it, though, because yes. Spider-Man was in it, which was, and again, Good on their part. If you're doing a team up, why, why would you risk that? You're you're still making a lot of money, and so yeah. Like plus, you know they they with you know God bless Kevin Feige for being able to be an amazing producer on that and, and casting whatever director he did. I apologize, I can't remember the name right now. Um, and just five ninety five is ridiculous. You know, I'll admit, you know seventy thirty, 
could have been better, but just with the cooperation that they've had so dumb, sacrificing it over a, a, de- a very decent-seeming deal such as 50-50 and not getting a good counteroffer, just throwing that away seems not only bad from a business standpoint, but just bad as an ally standpoint. You guys have been cooperating great, and, and the fans have loved it. And now you're going to get so much black... Oh, and the stock's dropped for Sony, too. Really? Immediately after that, yes. Really? The stock's dropped, yeah. How, by how many points? I'm not entirely sure by how many points, but I did see... I mean, I can go back and look at the screen. Points, I, of course. I think, like, the, I, like, right after that, it was, like, by uh, 10%, or no, uh, like, 0.10% or something like that. Mm. I don't know. But I do know that they are declining. Um... So, you know, at that point, <clears throat> um, you know, Journal was kind of on my side. It was, you know, well, what about Spider-Verse? I was like, yeah, it was an association with Marvel, though. Um, and so my friend Jonas said, yeah, but now they can do more now that they have the basis for Spidey, which, in my opinion, would still be robbery. Yes. So now you're going to have Spider-Man hyped up, have good movies come out that were directed by Marvel, and just take it back, hoping you can build and bandwagon off of that no it's just i'm sorry if you weren't able to do anything good with with spider-man i shouldn't say anything good if you weren't able to do anything to the degree that marvel has done up until this point what makes you think you're going to be able to do it now Mm. it it that also doesn't make sense in my mind so you know i i said that and he's like okay well what if you made a deal to share a car with a friend for five months and he did a lot of work on it. Would you think that he deserves 50% of the car? Which I thought was an interesting way to put it. Yes. And so, logically speaking, I can't give him 50% of a car. Yes. <laughs> so, I said I would get a new car and let him keep that one for free if he really did that much work on it. Mm-hmm. It's only logical. You know, if you if we're sharing a car together and you put more work into it and you use your money to fix it up, oh, yeah. at that point, it's pretty much becoming more of yours than it is mine. Mm-hmm. And if I were to move, I'd be like, well, you know, it wouldn't be fair to take this away from you after everything you've invested. Of course, yeah, all the time so, and money, yes. Exactly, it, it just wouldn't be right. You know, maybe I can take the car to drive up to wherever I'm going and then, you know, have someone bring it back down to you if that had to be the case. But either way, you still deserve the car. Um, so, I was like, yeah, you know, I was like, well, you know, they said, like, well, you know, what if they added a muffler or this and that? And I was just like, eh. <laughs> So I said that point, I said another main point would be the character is not, this is another main point for me, and I think fans can agree with this too, is that the character is not Sony's. Mm. It's Stan Lee's, and they only sold the film rights because of the time period and rent that they were in. Mm. And now they're doing great. Mm. So I said, what if you, for example, Chris, I'll use the example with you, alright? So what if you had an idea? and needed that money to pay rent or, or something else, survival-wise. Like, you were in a really tough spot, and you just needed the money bad. So, okay, so you sold me this idea. You sold me the rights to it, and I became rich off of this idea. Like, I mean, I, I prospered off of this idea because of what I was able to do with it. So, would it be wrong of me to hoard all of that money and not share any of it with you, knowing that I only got to where I got because you gave me that idea? Morally wrong or um, socially wrong? Both. Socially wrong, no. Because you commercialized it. You were able to give it out to the, to the people, you know. Say, I had the idea, but you had the resources to bring it out. Okay. Morally wrong, um, yes. If you didn't give that person with the original idea any credit, yes. It is morally wrong. 
from bit from a business perspective, no, it's just one of the, um, it's just how business have or how business works. Uh, a good example of that is Tesla, and the light bulb. Tesla, or, or I can't say originally invented the light bulb. There are many iterations, but um, Edison basically took Tesla's model and commercialized it. Therefore, Edison is now um, the uh, is is accredited for um, making the the light bulb. In reality, it was just you know Tesla's idea. But um, so I would say, morally wrong, yes. From a business perspective, no, because business can be very hard. And um, but they were in a partnership together. Yes. Does that change anything? If you are in a partnership, um, so say like. Me and you were partnered. You had the funds. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, do you mind helping me out? You know, like, um, I have this idea. Do you, do you mind helping me out investing in it? Yeah, sure, of course. You make a bunch of money off of it, okay? Um, at that point, if we're partners, and, like, originally you said, okay, well, since I have, you know, I'm putting all of it in, I'll give you a small amount. Okay, that's fine. Um, that works out. I get into my own side endeavors. I come back and, you know can't continue to work with you and you know we collectively make a bigger you know mm-hmm. um project a bigger um more money more revenue and everything at that point um i would want to rene- renegotiate because just like you bring a lot to the table so do i exactly and it's almost also like a um a form of respect and um a uh, form of um Yes, a form of respect is the best way I could uh, um, verbalize it, um, because you know, even though like yeah, so or so in this in this scenario with Sony, even though Sony does have the rights, um, and he and Sony does have leverage, and I do understand you know with Ven- with the success of Venom, with the success of um, f- um, Spider Verse, and yeah, they most likely gonna bring in Carnage, you know, with the whole Venom franchise, they could probably tie in Spider Man something into there. And I think also just, um, I think because they have leverage, they think they can get away with it. Like, the, um, it's almost as if they haven't completely calculated their moves. Moves, like in chess. Okay. Right? They have the board set up, but they have, they have, they're not, um, executing the setup correctly I should say in my opinion of course I'm not a fucking I'm not a head of Zony so I can't really say <laughs> if that's fucking right but I mean but yeah is that um the la- is, was were those the last thoughts that um yeah pretty much that's all I had to say and I'm glad you brought up those points mm. um <sighs> <laughs> How much for Disney? How much for Spider Man? Sony, not for sale. <laughs> Disney, how much for the company? <laughs> I mean, hey man, you gotta be careful. Oh, I'm getting that company. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, consider. But see, at that point, do you think Disney would be considered like a monopoly? See, yeah, see, I was thinking about that. Cause like that's pretty. Sony pulls Spider Man from the MCU. Stanley in heaven. Don't make me go down there. <laughs> oh, rest in paradise. The hate memes are flying, dude. Oh, thank you, Leonardo. 
You also shared it. Okay, so, also, um... We should bring that up real quick, too. Yes. For the viewers out there, if you're not aware, as of... What day is today? The 21st? As of August yes. 21st, 2019, the Amazon rainforest has been on fire for the past 16 days. And it hasn't been talked about whatsoever. And there's yes. nothing... Ha that ha and nothing has been done about it on Brazil's part. If anything, they've... Um, escalated it by pursuing more capitalistic um, endeavors than really preserving the rainforest. The Amazon rainforest um, supplies 20% of all the oxygen on Earth, 10% of the biodiversity on Earth, and 20, no, 20, or no, 10% of the biodiversity, and I think 20% of all species on Earth, too? Um, not only that, you know, you also have sh um, tribal um, tribes in the Amazon rainforest and it's just um, and the Amazon rainforest has also been um, getting cut down due to logging and also for I think soybean farms really yes That's actually and the thing about that too is that um, the Amazon rainforest soil is not that nutrient dense it really? isn't no it isn't um, it's like the top layer is um, somewhat nutritious but below that not necessarily no it's more and like it's also if you the amazon rainforest like all the trees are very tall and provide a lot of shade and there's like a bunch of you know undergrowth and everything well that's why like a not a lot of, not a lot of species can survive in there because it's so chaotic in the amazon rainforest. but i digress it is very important and along with which saddens my heart also to say it, the UN um, did their annual um, report on the climate change on climate change. Um, I think I think it was I think it was a week ago, and they basically concluded if there is not a global effort to reduce carbon emissions within the next eighteen months, irreparable damage. Or there will be irreparable damage to the earth that we cannot yes. fix. Not including the countless number of hurricanes, tornadoes, volcano eruptions, weather patterns. All that will change. That is already going to change and become more sporadic and more um, violent. What was it? Um, I think it was like back in um, 2010 or 2013... There was talks about if the, um, if um, the global temperature rises by two degrees Celsius, we're fucked, and that we should try to minimize it and keep it at one. Well, Chris, global warming isn't real. <laughs> Obviously, like, fucking... and keep it at one degree Celsius. But it has now gotten to the point where we're hoping to hit two point five degrees Celsius. We're no longer at the threshold where. Like, you know, we used to think at two, you know, two degrees Celsius, we'd been fucked. No, now we're actually fucked. Like, if we go above 2.5 degrees Celsius, like, um, of increase... I think it was an increase within 10 years or something along those lines. Yeah. We are... There's... Yeah, it's irreparable. So, welcome to the end! Yeah. <clears throat> but, honestly, if we do have listeners out there... If you are listening, yeah, maybe we can't do much, but something that we can do is raise awareness so that the people who do have the resources to do something can't. 
And I know for a fact that this global effort is not going to be an easy feat, especially within the U.S., since Trump has pulled us, or I, I can't remember if it's official yet, I'm fairly certain it was, I haven't been keeping as up to date as I should have been, but as far as I know, Trump has pulled us out of the Paris Accord. Yes, that was back um, And last cutting down everything for the EPA did not help either. Yes. So, it's not looking good, and especially when the other countries have re-signed their vow for the Paris Accord and we're one of the only ones pulling out. It's just, it's, it's not helping. Earth is our home and we are living on it. At that point, when do we as humans become nothing more than parasites rather than in a state of um, communalism? Which, that is also, that is also something else to bring up is that um, humans as a whole are a parasitic creature as we are the only animal that takes but does not give back to nature, to mother nature, to earth. Yes. So, there's our shout out. <coughs> Hopefully the future's people. Now you know how much of a hippie I am. Feel free to spread out, spread the word. <laughs> <laughs> on both on both things, obviously. Yes. Um, we got a hippie and an anarchist <laughs> living our dreams here. Which, um, as, I'm going to use the word depressing. As depressing as this situation and this scenario may be to the three viewers that are listening and my future wife, if I live that long. <laughs> okay. Um, every journey has an end. Don't fear death. End game. Part exactly. of the journey is the end. Sorry. If the world does end up, or if this is the start of the end, or whatever you want to fucking call it, um, go in peace. Don't hold resentment. Don't hold anything, or don't hold anything that attaches you, that key, that uh, won't let you leave this place, because it'll eventually reset. Just hit the reset button. How many volcanoes going off this time? Wait, hit the reset button. So can I just? No, nope, no. Nope, don't touch my belly button. No, nope, no. Nope. No, just take it, nope, Chris. Nope. Take, take uh, it like a champ. Uh, take uh, it like a man. Uh, take uh, it, Chris. Uh, no, <laughs> I refuse. I will not be tickled again. No, Thomas. 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 Re, re. Sorry, you fucker. <laughs> you fucker. You really want to fucking tickle me? Are you fucker? Alright then, now that we came to a stalemate. <laughs> <laughs> stalemate, I call this a momentary impasse. <laughs> we'll call it a draw then! Alright, now that we finished measuring whose dick is longest. <laughs> <laughs> A good five minutes or no ten, a good minute of our life we're never getting back <laughs> <laughs> hashtag um, wasted <laughs> that being said um damn it where do we where do we go from there Thomas it's, it's kind of like well uh San Diego Comic Con <laughs> <laughs> which actually I haven't heard much from it 
no way. Oh, I am about to catch you up, Because, yes, I haven't heard much about San Diego. I'm just going to go on a little rain here. But, yeah, we're going to gonna do that note. Um, You've been informed. Oh, jeez. But, um, yes. I, I think we've talked about everything that we could talk about that with Spider-Man for now. Yes, um, for now. Yeah, we probably missed some things, maybe a couple uh, little things here and there, but we're progressing along. <clears throat> so, with that said, we are going to go into a little bit of Hall H and San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, Hall H is a pretty uh, cool event. It's basically where Marvel announced, or I mean, there are other things too, but it's basically where Marvel announced some things that were going to be very significant within Phase 4. One of those things, or one of the notable things that I do not happen at Hall H, there was a screening for some test footage for the Black Widow movie. The Black Widow movie is going to be set in the time after Civil War. Yes, because what happened after she basically betrayed Tony? Um, um you'll have to refresh my memory. She helped Cap and Bucky get away. Um what part? When when they were uh, training to the Quinjet. Are you talking about after their fight? Yes. Or Oh no, okay, I see what yes. you're talking about. Yes, okay. Um and then there's also a five year gap that uh gives room for another Black Widow movie where she's looking for Clint and trying to keep everything together and do what God knows what and also whatever happened after the initial snap. Mm. So there there's a lot of room for Black Widow to continuously be making appearances. The main Thankfully. villain so basically it's gonna focus on her backstory. Um it's gonna bring back a lot of things for the Red Room. Mm. And, and then the program. It will also go into her, whether it's being hunted or fighting off other uh, Red Room agents. There's a lot of that. The people from Marvel Entertainment, the Marvel Entertainment podcast, and a few other sources said that the this will probably be, or Black Widow will have some of the best fight scenes since Winter Soldier. They are, yeah, and Winter Soldier, as you know, is one of my oh. favorite MCU <laughs> films. I still, to this day, cannot overget just perfect cinematography and choreography. Just the, the fight scene between Cap and Bucky every single time is just beautiful. And they're saying it's just on par with that. Just instant hard-on. Yes. But they're saying it's on par with that. Really? Yes. And for the first time, you already know how um, combat-adept Black Widow is. Yes. There, towards the very end... Uh, it reveals Taskmaster, mm. who, if you don't know who Taskmaster is, he can literally... So, if, if you remember in Civil War, when Cap is going up against Tony, and the AI says, okay, now that we've got his moveset, analyzed his fight style, let's kick his ass, that's what Taskmaster can do, except he can only counter it, he can copy your exact fighting style after one encounter. Yes, you yeah. did tell me that. Something or I can, can he do it mid encounter? Oh yeah, he can do it mid encounter too. Okay. So like I, the first after after first encounter, like even if you're mid fight, he can do it. Okay. Even Iron Fist, he was able to do it too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and so that's the crazy thing is that, and this I did not know. I learned this later on, is that Taskmaster is a mutant. So because of that mutant ability. If they want to drop something in there, since the Fox deal closed, to just give a little hint at it, it doesn't have to be explicit, 
But, you know, maybe towards the end, he's like, oh, yeah, I, I was... No, how'd you get your powers? I was born with these powers. Or something like that. Uh, they'd be like, wait, what? Yes. Be like, oh, okay. Hmm, very, very curious. And I learned something very interesting about the Eternals, is that they fought, like, the Celestials made the Eternals, and then there were yes. Deviants. Yes. Eternals are very good. They protect Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, they also were the ones who created the X-Men. Or, sorry. They, they basically put something in humans to help protect them mm-hmm. and give them an evolutionary advantage which is basically adapt so that's their advantage that they have adapt um it's not that you know mutants are just like a chance thing uh and humans and mutants are earth's supposed ace in the hole that was always meant to happen to protect them from outwardly threats that the eternals knew would eventually come to earth yes and i did not know that so, there's going to be a lot going on with the Eternals, a, a lot of things that are probably going to click into place that we never would have imagined. Um, yeah, it's just going to be incredible. Enchantress is supposedly going to be in Love and Thunder. Really? Yes. Um, on top of that, for Black Widow, they said towards the very end, uh, you see Black Widow and Taskmaster at a stalemate. Yes. Also insane. Um, the Disney Plus series are confirmed. The Disney Plus series for Falcon and Winter Soldier will be about the government not wanting, uh, Falcon, or, uh... Bucky. No, not, not Bucky. Anthony Macker played, what's his name? What's his actual, uh, Sam. Uh, the government oh. not wanting Sam to be Captain America in the adventures that they both go on. Uh, Hawkeye will, it's been confirmed, he is training Kate Bishop. He is going to... You mean Ronan. Sorry, yes, Ronan. We don't know if he goes back to being Hawkeye, he knows. But it does, but we will get a backstory of him being Ronan and what he went through. Yes, yes. So it'll be him passing down the Hawkeye mantle to Kate Bishop, training her to be better. And eventually we will, we may no longer have Ronan or Hawkeye, just Mm. Kate Bishop. Which, um, Kate Bishop, who is... Basically, I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this. Think Speedy and Green Arrow. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Mandarin and the Ten Rings. We yes. are getting the actual Mandarin this time in a Shang-Chi movie who is the ultimate uh, martial art master better than Iron Fist. Mm. Yes. Has there ever been an encounter between Taskmaster and Shang-Chi? I don't know. I don't know. And it's also going to be interesting because technically, um, Mandarin is Iron Man's nemesis, not Whiplash, yes. not anybody else. So, in this universe, Mandarin and Tony never happened. Tony never even fell into contact with the Ten Rings and had a pure battle between, um, you know, magic versus science or anything like that. So, having Mandarin as a Shang-Chi villain is going to be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Loki series is confirmed. It's going to be based on the Loki that survived and got away with the Tesseract. Really? And the worst part of it all that we're going to have to go through is that even though he's still at internal conflict with himself, he never had the character development that our Loki had. So he's still going to be mostly evil. And what he does with that, I don't know. Now something I found very interesting that somebody missed is that I... And I guess this could be a thing because I was thinking of time, like the way that time travel worked in the movie... Uh, they were talking about how, you know, well, what's going to happen if Thanos goes down and wants to hunt this Loki? What if 
the Thanos that came back from 2014 is that Thanos, and Thanos isn't even in that universe. So, Loki doesn't have to worry about Thanos coming to kill him. He just does his own thing. That's not possible. Wait, rephrase that one more time to make sure I got that. So, 2014, 20-2013 is like the, the where they went, right? Okay. You know, they're deviants in the timeline because they put the stones back, everything's good. Mm-hmm. They killed a Thanos in a timeline. Mm-hmm. There is no Thanos in that universe. Mm-hmm. He's gone. Yes. So, like, all of his words that were conquered, no longer conquered. Yes. It just, it, no one even has to worry about Thanos' rule, which is going to be leave of, like, a very big power gap for villains and also bring a lot of, of pros and cons. Mm-hmm. But, at the same time, I don't know if that timeline is interacting with Loki's timeline. When Loki was going to get the Tesseract, he was also doing it because he was scared of Thanos, and Thanos threatened to kill him. He was under Thanos' control. If there's a Thanos in Loki's timeline, I'm not sure. Yeah, there is. Why? Um, because in order for there not to be a Thanos in, to- in uh, Loki's timeline, they are um, the instant that Loki would have teleported, or before, either before Loki would have teleported, or after Loki would have te- teleported. Um, the Avengers would have still had to be in that timeline, that same exact timeline that they teleported into, right, or that they traveled to. Mm-hmm. Um, that Thanos would have had to be killed, but okay, fair it was a diff because they traveled to a different point. Oh, in that's time. right. It was the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Okay. That's right, that's right. So, or it was, or yeah, they uh, traveled. It was, um, it was the version of Thanos that, w- or it was the timeline Thanos, or the Thanos that was killed <laughs> was the one from the timeline that, um, fucking War Machine and um, Nebula, Nebula, Hawkeye, and okay. Black Widow went to. Okay. So no, but. I do think there is a possibility... Well, mm, I can't entirely say that. Um, however, I do think there could be a possibility of Loki turning in the mind, or the Tesseract to Thanos. However... And Thor will be looking for him, too. Yes. However, the th- only issue with that is... Also, how is Loki able to hold it? That's a great question. Oh, I mean, technically they're also borderline gods. That's so like... Mm, but um, I mean, also it could be humans. some type of magic, and you also realize that the Tesseract is actually some type of encasing for the Infinity Stone. Uh, so it's like, uh, eh. But then again, Red Skull touched it, and but then again, Red Skull's mortal. And so. then again, it also got knocked out of the power chamber when it was activated. That is true. Very situation. Like I said, a lot, a lot of wiggle room and how yes. how you can interact with it. But Red Skull is also free now. I think he's gonna be a very big part. Oh, wait, almost no. forgot the antagonist for the Falcon and Winter Soldier series. Zemo. And there's a there very very brief flash at the end. He has his it, it appears he has his full purple suit. Yes. And this is after Endgame too. Yeah, this is yeah, this is Zemo from Civil War. Yeah, but like but I mean um like the events of mm-hmm. Sam and Bucky are after Endgame. Yes. And the best part is that all of these things have been confirmed to be canon. They are entered. Yeah, they are all going to be directly tied to the Marvel universe, and instead of having sets, because again, this is Disney and Marvel, so they can continue it or end it whenever they want. They yes. are not on a defined streaming service, so they don't have 
you know, pressure of you have to do this amount of season, this amount of episodes, and of course. this amount of season. They're even debating on doing seasons. They're calling these uh, episodes events. Uh, yeah, like um, like uh, Marvel events that happen within our our universe. So, it's gonna be a lot. The, the I feel like the story's gonna be very good quality yes. and. Uh, Agents of Shield, canon was very iffy. Uh, mm-hmm. We thought it was for the first two seasons, and we learned that it wasn't. It's kind of deviated from that. Although in the season like five slash four, it it talked about Thanos coming to yes. Earth, and then yeah, I won't even get into that. So it's just like eh. <laughs> a lot, a lot of little things there. But um, mainly with like that just being canon and everything, it's just. It's it's gonna be crazy. The the budgets are gonna be better because like you know you think about Agents of Shield being on TV, they they have a pretty strict budget. You know it's it's airing on television. You have to deal with ratings, this and that. We're talking about Disney and Marvel, who have made billions. Their budgets are gonna be significantly better. <laughs> Not only that, but I also think with the um, with Disney Plus. A lot of what is twelve dollars for a number? For a I week? don't know, but I know I'm getting it. Because <laughs> the very first one is going to be the What If series, and the first episode oh. is going to be that Peggy Carter gets the serum instead of uh, Steve, but Steve ends up getting a very basic type of prototype suit from Howard. Oh. Yes. I see. Well, when is the? Or uh, I'm looking very. For, I am very excited to look forward to what may come from Marvel now that they've partnered with Disney. Um, I am very enticed to get the Disney Plus series just because. But then I have to cancel We're gonna, the Marvel one. Uh, no, I'm, I'm getting that decisions, one. Decisions. I'm, I'm getting Disney Plus. Uh, isn't it coming out in... Uh, Not soon enough. No? Not soon enough. Mm. I don't know. I'll have to search it up. But I'm excited. With that being said, though, we are finally closing in to the last minute. I mean, do we need another segment? I mean, do you feel like everything's been covered? Uh, I think so. I think we could cap it here and do another podcast uh, this upcoming week. All right. Because, again, we're we're taking it easy. Um, I will say, closing thoughts, uh, thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed. Please like, um, you know, share it out. We're available on Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, um, you name it. I'm going to be updating this on my blog as well. We're writing a little tidbit here and there. Uh, you can find me, you can find us at uh, TK underscore Tomfoolery on Instagram. I'm also the Winter underscore Soldier. I don't um, know what yours is. The underscore Toldio. Toldio, T-O-L-E-D-O. T-O-D-E-O. There we go. Thank you, and next up we'll be doing a uh, Philosophy of Heroism series in addition to another series on uh, upcoming Phase 4. Thank you for tuning in. Have a good night.